Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Dear listeners, this is the fifth and final part of our special election series on Uttar Pradesh, a series of in-depth and insightful conversations on UP politics. In the last episode, we had talked about the problem of stray cattle in the state and how it affects farmers. In this episode, we talk about a new class of voters, people who have benefited from the government's welfare schemes and how they could potentially impact the results of these upcoming elections. For this, Monojit Majumdar, who heads the Indian Express's Explained section, will be in conversation with Harikishan Sharma, who recently wrote about these beneficiaries in the Indian Express. Here's Monojit Majumdar. Hello everyone, we are recording this on Thursday, March 3rd, as Uttar Pradesh is voting in the sixth and penultimate phase of the Assembly elections. 57 seats over 2 crore voters. In 2017, the BJP swept this phase like it swept the rest of the state, winning 46 of these 57 seats. Hari, you wrote a very important in-depth article in the Indian Express last week about how the politics of welfareism has worked on the ground in these elections. I wanted to talk to you about that today. You wrote that across UP, a new category of voters has emerged which transcends the traditional frameworks of caste, class and religion within which we have always tried to understand elections and the choices the electors make. This category of voters, you said, is the labharthi work or those who have benefited from government welfare schemes. Jinko lab pahuncha hai. Who are these labharthis, Hari? Monojit, I travelled in one of the poorest part of the Uttar Pradesh, the Bundelkhand region, last month. During my field visits, I interacted people from different caste and different religion, different communities at the ground. And I found that this new class is emerging, or may I say, it has emerged in last few years. So this new class is a group of people who are receiving some kind of benefits from the government schemes, either in cash or in kind. The interesting thing is that this group, this new group of people, or if we may call it a new class, uh, the Lavathi class, is spread across all strata of the society. It includes people from all communities, be in rural areas as well as in urban areas. So this is the new class. It has emerged in last four or five years. And we encountered this class during our field visits. So you are saying that they are everywhere in the state. They are in Bundelkhand where you went, as well as they are rural, urban, across caste categories. So is there a criterion by which they are defined? I mean, who receives the government benefits? Yes, this is a very good question because there are several schemes run by the center as well as 
by the state government so there is a common thread between these all people and that is the thread of the dbt direct benefit transfer because this is a platform a technological driven platform it is based on the gem trinity which include uh, jandhan account aadhar and mobile phone so everyone has a jandhan account everyone has a mobile phone and everyone has a aadhar number and if he or she is a beneficiary of a government scheme be it central government scheme or state government scheme he is receiving his or her entitlement through this platform if it is in cash or if it is in kind this platform is helping the person the beneficiary to receiving his full entitlement so the lavarthi class has a common thread between them and that is the dbt that is the government schemes and uh, what will be the number of these lavarthis across up how many people would be these beneficiaries manojit as you know that the number of electorates who are going to vote in ongoing up assembly election is about uh, 15 crore across the state and if we talk about the number or the proportion of the lavarthi varg that will vote in this assembly elections while there is no official figure because these are the schemes and the person or the family who is receiving the benefits may have been getting benefits of several schemes so there may be overlapping of that also so if we take into account for example in up out of 3.32 crore families according to 2011 census 2.82 crore families are receiving benefits under the pm kisan so this gives you an idea about the proportion of the families receiving direct benefits in terms of support under the pm kisan scheme that is given to the farmers families and the second example of nfsa national food security act it covers 76% of the population of up so if you see the absolute number of people covered under nfsa it is around 15 crore so 14.7 crore is the exact figure covered under nfsa this is the number of person and you know that only a person of age of 18 and above can vote in election so if we minus that number from that figure we can reach at the number to see what can be the size of the electorate in this group those who are beneficiary of nfsa or the free food grain scheme because free food grain scheme is being implemented for those people who are covered under nfsa So Hari you are talking of people who have got benefits under PM Kisan who have got benefits under the Food Security Act so what are the major schemes a few of the major schemes can you list for us which kind of come across this larger benefit basket out of which the labharthis are benefiting there are around 300 schemes 300 300 schemes both central and state both central and state and these 300 schemes are based on the dbt platform which i have earlier described but if we talk about the main schemes that are playing on the ground the first is the food grain scheme that is nfsa national food security act under which there are two categories one is antodaya anyojana that identify beneficiary as a family so it entitle a family for getting 35 kg of rice and wheat and food grains in a month at a subsidized rate so this is the one example of the scheme schemes which the lavarthi varg is getting the another is the cash based scheme like the 
पीएम किसान अंडर विच द फार्मर्स फैमिलीज और फार्मर्स हाउस होल्ड आर कवर्ड दो फैमिलीज हुन सम ट्रैक्ट ऑफ लैंड बी स्मॉल ट्रैक्ट ऑफ लैंड से वन वीघा और बी टेन एकर्स ऑफ लैंड दो फैमिलीज आर कवर्ड अंडर दैट स्कीम एंड द थर्ड इम्पोर्टेंट स्कीम इज द पीएम आवास पीएम आवास ग्रामीण एंड पीएम आवास अर्बन एंड अंडर बोथ स्कीम गवर्नमेंट प्रोवाइड अ स्पेसिफिक ग्रांट टू अ फैमिली बाई विच दे कैन बिल्ड देयर हाउस सो अंडर पीएम आवास ग्रामीण पीपल आर रिसीविंग रुपीज वन लाख ट्वेंटी थाउजेंड टू कंस्ट्रक्ट देयर हाउस एंड अंडर पीएम आवास अर्बन दे आर रिसीविंग टू लाख एंड फिफ्टी थाउजेंड रुपीज एंड दिस इज वन टाइम वाइल द पीएम किसान इज रिकरिंग दे आर रिसीविंग इट एट एन इंटरवल ऑफ फोर मंथ इन अयर दे आर रिसीविंग थ्री इंस्टॉलमेंट फोर मंथली वन इंस्टॉलमेंट Right, right. No, but Hari, I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners would like to understand this a little better. You know, we have always, as I said in the beginning, also, and as all of us know, we have always tried to analyze or understand elections or how people vote in terms of categories such as caste or class or religion. But now you're introducing this totally new category of the labharthis, the beneficiaries. Now, in a Venn diagram, these are intersecting sets. I mean, there are people who belong to a certain caste and who are also a labharthi. So, how do you, in practical terms, in your understanding of how people vote, how do you define this and how do you understand this? Uh, this is very interesting because this labharthi work includes people from all caste and religion of the society. So, the big question for us, for analysts on the ground, is that in which way this new class will vote. will it stick to its old identity of caste or will it adopt a new identity as a labharthi because he belongs to a caste and a community but now he is receiving certain benefits so will he change his identity and vote differently so frankly saying we have historical statistical evidences to analyze the voting behavior and pattern of other electoral groups like uh, SC ST scheduled caste and scheduled tribes and other backward classes but as far as this group is concerned because this is a new phenomena because we have seen welfare schemes in past also various schemes targeted or in general but we haven't seen such kind of identity emerging a new identity which people are ready to adopt so this will be very interesting to see because this election is being fought on this particular pretext that this is a new class and it will vote differently it will vote out of its caste or its religion so we have to see because right now we don't have enough statistical evidences to show that in which way this new class will vote so down the years when we have several elections because this is the new phenomena of last 4 5 years when this new group has emerged so down the 4 5 years or say 10 years when enough elections are held at different levels parliamentary assembly or local bodies elections we will be able to see the voting behavior of this class so hari uh, if i can make this uh, uh, more specific for us to understand this better you are saying that we have to see whether say the traditional what is understood to be the vote bank of say the samajwadi party and the rld combined say muslims jats yadavs so you are saying that what we need to see when the results come out on the 10th whether members of these groups are voting as muslims jats or yadavs or are they voting as labharthis 
Exactly, because in past elections, we have seen people have voted on religious lines, be it uh, movement for Ram Janambhumi temple in Ayodhya, or people have voted on their caste lines, be it for reservation for other backward classes. But this will be the first time we will see if they are voting for the benefits they are receiving because this the poverty alleviation has been in the country for several years so this will be the first time when some efforts are being made in that direction and you can notice on the ground i can give you several examples from field for instance i met one of the beneficiaries at village sora that is on jhansi banda road and this is in district mahowa in up and uh, i met a person called vairav vishwakarma and uh, he lives with his old mother there so mr vishwakarma is it uh, easy to make out his caste from his surname uh actually yes it is easy to make out his caste but uh, we did not went into that discussion i just asked him that whether he has right. received any benefit from the government right, and right. he showed me three things okay. first the electricity meter which you can see on his uh, the hut the old khaprel kind of acha khaprel ke ghar mein electricity ka meter laga hua hai apne aap mein it is a very interesting site yes then that wall can barely hold that meter and then you can see in front of that khaprel house you can see a new house being built so this new house is being built under PM Awas Gramin Yojana for which he has received and he told me that he has received rupees 1 lakh 20000 from the government and he has also received rupees 12000 under the Swachh Bharat Mission Gramin for uh, constructing a toilet so these three things he has already received and he is also a worker of Manrega so he is also getting his uh, wages in a bank account so this labarthi work we call it and this class which has a common thread of dbt so this dbt has ensured that the whole amount which the government is sending to the beneficiaries reaches to the targeted beneficiaries earlier it was not uh, possible as all of us have heard about former prime minister rajiv gandhi's statement saying that only 15 paisa reach to the ground साथियों आप पे से अनेक लोगों ने हमारे देश के एक पूर्व प्रधानमंत्री की भ्रष्टाचार को लेकर कही एक बात जरूर सुनी होगी उन्होंने कहा था कि केंद्र सरकार दिल्ली से जो पैसे भेजती है उसका सिर्फ 15 प्रतिशत ही लोगों तक पहुंच पाता है अगर दिल्ली से एक रुपया निकलता है तो पंद्रह पैसा गांव में पहुंचता है पचासी पैसे छूमंतर हो जाते हैं सो हरी इफ यू कुड जिस डायल बैक मतलब बिफोर द डीबीटी सिस्टम स्टार्टेड कैसे होता था पैसे कैसे जाते थे there were several layers monojit before the dbt came into the picture actually dbt started from january 1st 2013 it had a modest beginning it was started as a pilot project in 51 districts across the country and with selected schemes and those schemes were largely scholarships and old age pension kind of things but gradually it picked up and interestingly the dbt was started by the previous upa government 
and then in 2014 upa got defeated and new nda government came in and it further used that platform dvt platform and it launched several new schemes or repackaged several schemes so what happened for several schemes the old schemes for example like indira avas yojana it not only increased the amount to be given to the beneficiary under that scheme at that time the amount was rupees 75000 it increased it to rupees 1 lakh 20000 it also increased the number of houses to be constructed in a state so for instance in up that number suddenly gone up so it took to build 5 lakh houses 15 to 20 years before 2017 now these 5 lakh houses have been built in just 5 years so this is the scale and this has happened due to the dvt platform because it cuts across the red tapism it minimizes the delays it minimizes the number of approvals you need to sign a file so as you ask me the layers so say a joint secretary sitting in ministry of rural development he is running the rural housing scheme first he has to approve proposals asked by the states he has to approve those proposals then he has to send it to department of expenditure for approval and then they have to send it through a system of accounting and audit and then they will release the fund in several states the fund will go to the treasury and in other states it will go to a society which is implementing the scheme and then it will go to the district authority then it will reach to the beneficiary so it will cross several levels but in dvt once you click here the money will be transferred to the beneficiary and that identification of the beneficiary is being done by the local bodies or local authorities local administration so the process becomes very easier right. transparent it right. ensures accountability right. so hari the other question i had is that you just said that uh, the dvd scheme was started by the earlier government this was in 2013 so since 2013 across the country in all states we have had at least two state elections and we have had two national elections as well so is it that this this talk about the labharthi varg and uh, the transfer of direct benefits actually emerging as an election issue is it that we are hearing it uh, extra loudly in up this time or have we been hearing this later earlier as well how has this played out because the scheme the dbd itself uh, is quite a few years old one thing is the welfare schemes and the populist schemes and the another is dbt and if you see how dbt has evolved over last 7 8 years i give you some figures for instance when the scheme was launched in 2013 14 eight years back the total amount transferred through the dbt platform was 7367 crore rupees that amount in the last financial year that is 2020-21 has reached to uh, 296000 crore rupees huge huge and the second important figure is the number of beneficiaries covered under this platform or covered through this platform so when the scheme was launched the number was only 10.8 crore and that too as i told you at the beginning that too were largely scholarships right okay and these were school scholarship so the kids in schools are not registered as a voter so when they cross that 18 years old limit and the benefits reach to the people who are the electorate like the house under pm awas or the ujwala cylinder that is being given to adult member of the family so it is making an impact and similarly the pm kisan 
इट इज ऑल्सो गोइंग टू द अडल्ट मेंबर ऑफ द फैमिली सो इफ आई शेयर द फिगर ऑफ बेनिफिशरीज कवर्ड अंडर डीबीटी दैट वॉज टेन करोड़ एट लाख इन टू थाउजेंड थर्टीन फोर्टीन इट वेंट अप एंड नाव इन ट्वेंटी 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 वन इट हैज रीच टू नाइनटी एट करोर सो दिस नंबर नाइनटी एट करोर एंड यू नो द पॉपुलेशन ऑफ इंडिया इज अबाउट वन बिलियन एंड थर्टी करोर सो नाइनटी करोर इज ऑलमोस्ट वन बिलियन फिगर of beneficiaries there may be several people who are receiving two or three benefits for instance the student who is getting midday meal or who is getting conversion cost of midday meal in lieu of the cooking food in his account he may also receiving a scholarship so he would be counted twice so this 98 crore doesn't mean that 98 crore absolute number of the people in the country this 98 crore figure of beneficiaries is the total number of beneficiaries but it may be overlapping for several people yeah but still to get an idea from 10 crore in about 8 years we have gone to about 98 crore and in terms of money from about 7000 crore we have gone to 2 lakh crore plus yes. so, so probably this the accumulated benefit the expansion of the scheme and the deepening of the scheme over many years maybe it is coming to the fore now and another thing if i add is that this is the national picture of the beneficiaries under dbt coverage if you see the up figures for instance so there's a performance ranking of states and union territories of all 36 states and union territories of the dbt the dbt mission brings out that ranking every year and this ranking is available it shows that UP is ranked second in implementation of the DBT it is just behind Haryana and out of 100 its score is 86 while Haryana's score is 88 and it answers your question that why in UP election the labarthi varg or the DBT varg is emerging as a separate electorate so it shows you that uh, the state has implemented it effectively and those who are in power may have noticed it because they are well aware of it that here the schemes are being implemented in a more effective manner for instance out of 10 crore farmers household covered under pm kisan up accounts for 2.5 crore so it gives you an idea why the beneficiaries of schemes or the labarthi work or the dbt work dbt class is important for up elections because for a state of size of up you have 20 crore population 15 crore electorates and the number of the beneficiaries is also very large so this is why that this issue has come up now while this is not the case in other states right right and uh, very interesting you just mentioned that the idea of uh, handing out uh, benefits to voters the idea itself has been quite old i remember uh, you telling some of us in the newsroom the other day that uh, i mean uh, even nehru uh, spoke of uh, this so the dbt of course marked a, a specific change in the way the delivery of benefits was happening but the idea itself is very old in india if you see the idea of welfareism it flows from the part 4 of our constitution the article 38 of constitution of india says that state to secure a social order for the promotion of welfare of people so this is the beginning of the onus on the state to start some welfare programs right. even before the constitution was adopted in 1950 i tell you one speech of uh, pandit nehru which he delivered from uh, rampart of red fort on august 15 1948 
इन हिस एड्रेस नेहरू सेट एंड आई कोट वो स्वप्न जो हमने देखे वो स्वप्न जो थे वो थे कि हिंदुस्तान में करोड़ों आदमी उनकी हालत अच्छी हो उनकी गरीबी दूर हो उनकी बेकारी दूर हो खाना मिले उन्हें घर मिले रहने को कपड़ा मिले पहनने को पढ़ाई मिले सब बच्चों को और मौका मिले हर एक शख्स को हिंदुस्तान में कि वो तरक्की कर सके मुल्क की खिदमत करे अपनी अपनी देखभाल कर सके और इस तरह से मुल्क सारा मुल्क उठे so this was the idea the broader idea this was just one year after the independence when the country was in its nascent stage and the country did not have enough resources to start all such kind of programs because our gdp was uh, very low and our budget was too small to start such big programs and at that time there were challenges in front of that government so it prioritized its programs and policies to meet those challenges but the idea flows from there and then it came in constitution and then if you see the other prime ministers successor of nehru lal bahadur shastri ji he talked about uh, challenges and threat at that time country faced because he, he was the prime minister at a time when country faced 1962 war with china and then 1965 war with pakistan but the real focus on poverty alleviation and if i say it in this way that the issue of poverty came in picture or came in political discourse it was during the indira gandhi regime before starting her famous garibi hatao slogan and 2020 program in 70s she focused on poverty alleviation and in one of her speech from the red fort she said एंड आई कोट गरीबी तो एक भयंकर स्थिति गरीबी तो एक भयंकर स्थिति है जो किसी भी देश को कमजोर करती है इसीलिए हमारा प्रथम काम है कि इस गरीबी को दूर करें और गरीबी दूर तब होगी जब एक वर्ग और दूसरे वर्ग के बीच में चाहे सामाजिक अनेकता हो चाहे आर्थिक अनेकता हो उसको हम कम कर पाए सो this politics of giving something to the people it started from beginning of the 70s this was at national level we can see at state levels in southern states many state government were providing free food grains even later on they started providing mangal sutra television sets and in northern states also we can see nitish kumar government they provided bicycles to school girls and in up we have seen uh, previous uh, samajwadi party government that provided bicycles and laptops to students haathon mein le laptop thamaya tumhi ne tha samman betiyon ko ab wapas dilaiye phir se samajwadi ki sarkar laiye and we have seen in case of bihar the government was repeated on that basis because it was said that when nitish government repeated in 2010 it was largely because of they provided girls an opportunity to go to school by providing by skills so that played a very crucial role in reelecting of the nitish government and then second example we have this right waste approach which the previous up government adopted the nrega the right to education and the right to food but right to food came in under up two but these two programs right to education and nrega right to work that was under up one and uh, you see 
that UPA came back in 2009. It was partially because of the farm loan waiver and partially because of the NREGA because that was the first time then people were given right to get work and they were ensured that you will get a fixed amount of wages. So that was the first time because earlier people who used to work, they may not be able to get wages. So this idea of welfareism and populism is dates back. But in recent years, we have seen that delivery of government schemes has completely been transformed by the advent of DBT, direct benefit transfers. This is fascinating, Hari. So the last phase of voting in UP is on Monday, March 7th. Counting and results are on March 10th. We will see what role the politics of benefit transfers has played in this very important election. Thank you for listening and goodbye. You were listening to a special election series by The Indian Express. This show was produced by me, Shashank Bhargav, and edited and mixed by Suresh Pawar. If you like the show, then do subscribe to us and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. You can also tweet us at Express Podcast and write to us at podcast at indianexpress.com.